Mom, I'm practicing my cursive. Oh, your school stopped teaching cursive 10 years ago. That's why I have to teach myself. You're taking up recreational cursive writing? Recreational cursing writing. Wait, did you say cursing or cursive? Isn't it the same thing? No, um, I mean, cursive writing is the long loopy letters that uh, grandma likes to write. Cursing would be if you were, you know, scribbling down things like fuck shit ass on the on that piece of paper. It's okay if you want to keep it to yourself, but uh, can I ask which it is? Because I feel like I should encourage one of them and probably stop you from doing the other. I don't like to limit myself. And the beastly horde approached the castle gates as a ruinous multitude of malice, but the king was prepared. For the blue wizard had warned him. There will be danger, and there will be crossbows. Uh, hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of There Will Be Crossbows, unless you're obviously listening to this years in the future, in which case this shit is old. But still quality. John died years ago. I'm feeling good now. <laughs> Wherever I am, I'm in a happier place. <laughs> I'm a tree now. <laughs> John has returned to the earth, uh, as was always his destiny. And me, I'm just miserable and old. Uh, this week's theme for the show is note. As in, this show is very one note. <laughs> oh, shocking criticism from within. No, I was just using an example. Purely, purely hypothetical. Gotcha. Such as, I once wrote James a love note. I don't remember the note. He probably did. I don't respond to love notes as a, as a rule. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I figure I'm going to become famous at some point, right? Obviously. So I should True. already practice for receiving tons of fan mail and having to kind of ignore it all. Oh, see, now I've only ever received a handful of love notes, so I've made sure to respond to each and every one of them. I think that's important because you never know which one of those people is going to transition from stalker to soulmate. No, I guess that's true. Yeah, if you're on the prowl, you probably want to pay attention to those love notes. Might be like sifting through Craigslist where lots of crazy. Then every now and then you're like, that seems like a good deal. Yeah. And in the process, you end up going to places that you never would have gone before. Those places are kind of dangerous. You end up losing more money than you thought you would have. But in the end, you end up mostly satisfied. Have you ever read the part of Craigslist that is called Missed Connections. I think it's called. I have before. I don't know if they even still have it, but I, I have read it before. It's the idea of it to me is horrifying. I suppose it could be icky. It could be romantic. I think mainly what it is is completely ineffectual. 
Right. The chance that you're going to pass somebody, feel that certain spark and, you know, not act on it at the time, but later write a narrative to explain what that spark was, post it online on the internet, have that same person for some reason be looking at that thread and find your post, realize that it was them and then want to respond. What are the chances? Vanishingly small. Right. You might as well just go put your whole paycheck in the lottery because you'd have a better chance of that working. That's just good sense advice regardless. Yeah, I mean, well, the way the lottery works, you're guaranteed to at least get your money back, right? Every time you lose at the lottery, you're a little bit more likely to win the next time. That's a fact. That's just basic math. Go on Craigslist to find love. Bet your whole paycheck on the lottery. Those are your two life hacks for the week. I don't even know why they call it gambling. It really should just be called investing. Mm -hmm. I would rather put my money in the lottery than put it in some bank run by people I've never even met before. No, for sure. And that's how I play stocks too. That's how I play the stock market. Any stock I buy into, um, they usually start losing right away. And when they start losing... I buy a lot more. That's how to do it. You have to. That makes your investment more profitable. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, on paper, it looks like I've lost tens of thousands of dollars on the stock market. But at some point, if all those stocks go back up, I'm going to make a ton of money. (laughs) Absolutely. At At the bare minimum, you will get back exactly what you put in. Maybe we should write a book, a financial advice book brainstorm some more financial tips. And then uh, when we got 10 or so, make them each chapter, shit out that book in a week or so, and then start making big money off the book. (laughs) That actually sounds really easy. Right? I think chapter 10 should be how to shit out a book in a week and make a lot of money off the book. Can I get the cast on stage, please? Come on, everyone. The director wants to talk to us. All right. Hold on. Not through emoting. Look, guys, just stop acting. Stop acting for one second so I can give you a proper note session. But I am an actor. It's what I do 24-7. Look, we open in three days and... If our play is in the shape of what I just saw in that run-through, this is going to be the worst production of Annie Get Your Gun that has ever been done on a high school stage. And it's because of you, Tyler. It's mostly because of you. No, I am doing fabulous. Thank you very much. I reject your note. Give me another one. You are a swing. You're supposed to be in the ensemble, not command attention. And if somebody should fall ill, you'll play a bigger role because you know all the roles. Anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah, but, 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 but the swing is not allowed to commandeer every show from the back line. What are you trying to say? I'm saying you're, you're out of the play. Oh my God. No, shit, what? I am out of the play.
Tyler, this was not an easy decision. I know this is, but you're ruining my production. Here's what you don't understand about me, Mr. McGregor, is that what I have inside, a tiny man like you could never destroy, for I contain all of outdoors and all of time and space here within me. And that's something that you could never understand. You try to crush me. No, sir, I crush you. Maybe so, Tyler, and I believe in you, but someday you'll have to make a tough decision and choose between crushing the dreams of a talented young man and saving your potentially award-winning production of Annie Get Your Gun. And today was the day where I had to make that decision and time will tell if I did the right thing. Uh, two days later uh, on the opening night of this Annie Get Your Gun production. Dude, I don't know what to do. Do we go to Annie Get Your Gun or do we go to Tyler's new one man show that he's producing by himself in the basement of the school? Well, I don't know. I've seen Annie Get Your Gun several times, but this new one man show, it seems intriguing. Yeah, right. I mean, even our school has done Annie Get Your Gun four times in the last three years. This cast is pretty much the same as the last time they produced it. So I think we should check out Tyler. Tyler promised four different kinds of full frontal nudity, and I don't even know what that means. Dude, I don't either. But like, we're in high school, so nudity is kind of hard to come by. I'm game. I said we check it out. Let's do it. We're backstage for the Annie Get Your Gun opening. Mr. McGregor, there is a, a serious problem. What is it? I'm very stressed. What is it? There's no, there's no audience. What? Nobody's out there. Even the ushers are gone. This is the opening night. This is the, the event of the year in this town. Nobody's here sorry all that work for nothing where did where did they go what are they doing what what could possibly be more exciting you know, than this if there's no audience i suppose we could all go see tyler's show downstairs i was kind of wanting to check that out T tyler's show what what's the meaning of this yeah, we we didn't think it was a big deal, but that that kid you fired a couple days ago was producing his own show in the basement, and it's become super hyped. It's kind of the can't-miss experience of the season. It's an underground phenomenon. He's promised to eat a full-sized circus elephant. I don't have anything that, that spectacular in my show. He has a Vandergraaff generator live on stage that he's going to let everybody operate. Speaking of which... I'm so sorry to do this. I have to go. I cannot miss this. I will never forgive myself if I miss this. So please forgive me. I'll be back tomorrow night. Uh, bye. Is that legal? Can we all do that? Because if that's, if that's true, I'm going to do that too. Go. Okay. Go. All of you just go. Get out of here. <laughs> Save me a seat. I'll be down in five minutes. is from me to you. Thanks. It says things that I should be telling you in person, 
but instead I got freaked out about uttering them out loud, so I put them in written form. Do you like me? Yes, open check mark box. No, open check mark box. No. Please reply. XOXO Steven. I know. What? Can I write my own third toggle in the note? I suppose life is full of gray areas. Okay. So yes. I'm not for sure that you're ready for a mature relationship. And I think I might be emotionally more available than you. So whereas I've always found you to be a fun and interesting classmate and friend, I am not interested in this current time to pursue anything romantically with you, but maybe ask me again next year. Check. Okay, here you go. It says exactly what you just said out loud while you were writing it. Amazon product review time. James has sent me this product. Promises from God for women. Cards. A box of blessings. These are cards written with inspirational messages and decorated with flowers and pastel colors. Here's the product's description for you. Give all at once to draw from for inspiration, or keep a box to tuck a blessing into a lunch bag, briefcase, travel bag, pocket, or purse, to pass around in class or at a small group meeting. Your small gift will be received with smiles and gratitude for your thoughtfulness. Can you imagine being passed one of these cards at a small group meeting where you are trying to be productive? And you look over, and your matronly co-worker is looking over at you with that smug smile going like... Let me read you a couple of the example cards. The sun shines brighter, and the flowers smell better, just because I thought of you. Straight from God's lips to your ears. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. From Phil 1 colon 3. Half of these were lifted from a Lifetime movie, and half of them were lifted directly from the good book. To me, what that says is, don't worry about copyright, bro. You can make all of these you want and make as much money as you want from whatever caring, Christian, God-fearing grandmothers you want. As soon as I opened the box, I could feel the magic working on me. I felt compelled to put on a flower print blouse to turn on Lifetime on the television. So I packed my husband's lunch and I thought to myself, this would be a lovely surprise for him in the middle of the day. Archie has been working so hard lately, but you know what he will get today? He'll get a little reminder from me that God loves him, not his God. He made it clear when we got married that he was never going to convert to my religion. I can spend a little part of my day intruding my religion into his day. That way he knows that I love him and judge him all at the same time. 
Of course, he came home that day and we had a huge argument about me trying to convert him during his lunch break when he's just trying to do his job and be out in the world. And I told him that I have a job too, and that is selling Mary Kay, and it doesn't happen during the daytime, but that still doesn't make it any less of a job. We got it into an argument because he said it was a multi-level marketing scheme, and uh, that's one of my hot buttons. He left, and uh, he hasn't been back. I called the bar, and they said he wasn't there. I called his secretary, Gloria, but she didn't pick up. You know, these cards might have wrecked my day, but I'm still going to give them five stars because they deserve it. Thank you for coming to your review of your thesis document. I'm glad that we have this preemptive check-in before you actually have to do your thesis defense. Can't wait to be a doctor. Yeah, doctor of philosophy, but yes. I've been waiting for this my entire graduate school career. The final showdown between the student and the advisor. This doesn't have to be adversarial. You know that I'm on your side. You know that it's my job to try to, to pass you through and make you successful. Oh, so you're going to try to out-philosophize me. I can't wait. I've been waiting for this battle of wits for many a month. I'm going to get right to the criticism. Yes, you know, bring it, baby. Bring it. This was supposed to be a 400-page thesis. You wrote two full sentences and 498 pages of footnotes in reference to those two sentences. It's, it's like some footnotes are referencing other footnotes. You've got footnotes that reference things that aren't even relevant to the topic. You, you reference several Marvel movies in there through footnotes, but, but it's not clear what you're referring to. The footnotes just go on and on. And I don't understand it. Look, you cannot get a comprehensive understanding of philosophy by reading one 400-page thesis. Really, what you have to do is you have to dive into each one of those footnotes and read all of those reference works to get a complete understanding of what I'm trying to convey. That's valid. That's a valid defense. I think that argument will hold up well when we, uh, when we have our meeting next week. I'm a doctor, bitches! That's exactly what one of your two sentences is. Welcome to Crossbow University, now featuring 50% fewer holographic staff. We have as our guest today, someone who you know from your past who also is a brand new teacher here at Crossbow U. It is your fifth grade piano teacher, Mrs. Sternbach. Mrs. Sternbach, welcome to the show and welcome to Crossbow University. Thank you, John. It is so nice to be back. I don't know if you heard, but they let me go from the elementary school and it turns out some of my methods I used to teach led to injuries. What made you make the leap from teaching fifth graders to teaching college students? The elementary school kids could not handle the five-finger stretch in which I pulled each one of the tiny little fingers until they snapped to elongate them to better reach the flat keys. What kind of discipline do you have to put in in order to make people practice? 
Well, John, as you know, practice makes perfect when you're playing piano, and uh, we would want to be perfect, wouldn't we? So if one of my pupils is to miss a practice, well, it is my duty to stretch them out on a medieval torture rack and put stones upon them while slapping them with a whip. That seems really harsh. Oh, John, you have no idea how harsh I can be. <laughs> What's the worst thing that a student has ever done to try to get out of practice? Little Samantha Cunningsworth pretended to be sick when she wasn't sick. But I knew better. I went to her house. I dragged her out of her room. I tied stakes around her. And then I brought her to the wolf farm. Oh! Tell us about that time you showed up at a student's house when they weren't expecting you. Well, I was a little worried about little Billy Nicholson because he hadn't been practicing. So I showed up to his house late at night and I climbed up to his window wearing all white makeup with blood running out of my eyes. And I just scratched the window until he woke up, noticed me, and I screamed I just at the top of my lungs for hours. He practiced the next day. That's shocking. It's piano, John. Mrs. Sternbach, this has been a roller coaster ride. Thanks so much. I can't wait to take your class myself. I can't wait to have you. I've been working on some new techniques for the collegiate level. Hey folks, it's James here with an Amazon product review. This week, John sent me a book of Nickelback sheet music. It is the sheet music anthology, including the entirety of Nickelback's Dark Horse album from 2009 and um, several other songs. It has um, sheet music for piano, vocals, um, and guitar. Um, I don't own a piano or a guitar, so I only was able to do the vocals. Um, the sheet music is excellently written. I was within minutes, just with my minor music train, able to um, perfectly recreate I'd Come For You and figured you out. But my problem came when I tried to, after mastering these vocals, sing them for other people. It turns out very few people were interested in listening to me sing acapella and Nickelback songs. I first performed Feeling Way Too Good for my wife and my dog, who quickly left. It was two days ago and I haven't seen them since. My parents called to check up on me and over the phone, I sang them a really nice acapella version of Gotta Be Somebody. They um, very quickly hung up the phone and I haven't been able to reach them since. I hope they're okay. One by one, I drove away all my friends and family by singing acapella Nickelback songs to them. I didn't understand. When I sang Gonna Be Alone, it just stirred something within me, made me feel like a real man singing these Nickelback songs. But everybody else seemed to really hate them. So I've got no choice but to perform them for you. Here is my uh, version of How You Remind Me. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't, couldn't as a poor man still. It's hard living like a blind man. 
I'm sick of sight without sense or feeling. And this is how you remind me of how I really am. This is how you remind me of how I really am. Four stars. Jan, the dog is gone. He left a note. The dog left a note? Somebody took the dog and left a note. Did you read the I don't, note? I don't know. I have not read the note. There is a note. Well, we've got to read the note because if we open up that note and it's a note from the dog saying, I left you because I no longer like it here, then we have a very particular situation on our hands. Are we prepared for that situation? Are we prepared mentally to handle a situation in which the dog all along could write and chose not to? I don't know. I don't know. I need to know if this is a homeward bound plot line or a John Wick plot line. Good Lord, are we mentally prepared to be involved in a John Wick type situation? I, I don't have any of his skills and I know for certain that you don't. I absolutely do not. I basically sit on that couch anytime when I'm not sitting in front of the computer. I don't even think John Wick has ever seen a couch. He was too busy kicking ass. If you say, hey, John Wick, pick out the best couch, he would say, I don't what? That's a direct quote. Honey, this is a just side note, but I've never seen your John Wick impression and I really enjoy it. I, I think that was very funny, very spot on. Thank you, thank you. I watch a lot of TV and movies. It, it had a lot of layers. It was definitely, you got the Keanu in there, but you also got him trying to channel the, the, the tonality of John Wick. So I think you really, really got it. That was, that was great. There's a lot of complexity that I had to sort through, but I'm glad I pulled it off successfully. Do you think it's too early to work it into your stand-up routine for Friday night? Because I, I think it would kill. You think, you think it was good enough for the routine? I think so, yeah. I, I think if you, if you have this bit where you're, you're playing John Wick and you'd be like, something about like, you know, you didn't mean to kill all those people or, um, you know, they shouldn't have messed with the dog. You know, you, you, you do the comedy thing, but something like that, I think would be really good. Yeah, I, 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 could, I suppose I could put it in toward the end, you know, where I usually workshop the new material. Oh, fuck. Oh, I, I forgot about the dog. The dog. Oh, this note, which may or may not be from the dog. Right. All right. I guess it's, uh, I guess we should open it. Right? If you think you have steeled yourself for it. Just, will you read it to me? When I read it, should I read it in the dog's voice or like in a John Wick villain voice? Oh, how fun. Oh my gosh, that makes me think maybe the bit for the stand-up is that you actually are playing John Wick talking to his dog before he got like murdering and stuff. John Wick in the dog park is the bit that you do in the, in the stand-up. So he's just like, oh. go fetch the ball, things like that. Come on, sport, you can do it, things like that. Oh, I like that idea, that's fun. That's really fun, I think that bit would kill. You're right. You're. I'm going to develop a whole John Wick routine. Oh, honey, it's the dog. <gasps> you oh. found the dog. Honey, did you write us a note? Let's find out. This is a grocery list. It's an awkward transition. Fine, let's close the show. I don't want it to be over and it's over already. All good things come to an end, and all the best things come to an end in 30 minutes or less. 
Go ahead, John. Save James, I do have a note for you about today's show. Yeah, actually, let's do a quick impromptu note session if you want to just give me some feedback real quick. I've got some you're, for you, too. You're great. Thank you. Great. Okay. Um, that was it? That's all. That's all. Yes. I'm going to save my notes. They're not really too important. And there's a lot of them. And okay. Very that's, critical. Just like shockingly critical. I expected that. That's, I think it might kill the mood a little bit if I was to do my notes. So I'm just going to. Okay. Next All time. right. Then then we'll just we'll just wrap up the show and uh, the listeners do not get to uh, hear your notes to me, which is probably good. We need to maintain the illusion of friendship. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks everybody for, for watching and or listening today. It's been a lot of fun and we're glad you were here with us. Go to our YouTube page and share it on your social media so other people can subscribe also. And they can be our friends too. Heck yeah. And hey, we give you so many options with this. You want to listen to this show? It's a podcast. You can listen to it. You want to watch this show? You can do that too. We premiere it every Friday night if you want to join us live for it. And then uh, it hits YouTube the next day. So you just have so many different ways that you can consume crossbows. And if you literally want to consume us, you can send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to the address you see on your screen right here. We'll send you a transcript, put some Tabasco on it, and you can just fucking eat it. It's basically the same as watching the show. Don't think too much about it. With a little added heartburn. All right, great. You know what? Um, we should probably close this out. I'm just going to type up my notes from John and, and put them in the rolling credits here. So please don't, don't read anything. This is just feedback for John about the show. So um, great. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Well, welcome back to Stand Up Comedy Night here at the Phoenix. All right, we got one last artist. This guy is gonna kill. All right, turn it out for Kyle. So, what if John Wick was missing his dog and found a note from his dog? I think it might go a little something like this. Crickets, 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 crickets. Oh, there's a note from my dog. Is it from my dog? Or is it from the person that took my dog? Boo! This guy sucks! <laughs> 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 <laughs>